The Daily 202 podcast is brought to you by Facebook. At Facebook, we continue to take steps to better secure our platforms. What's next? We support updated internet regulations to set new standards for data portability, privacy, and elections. Learn more at about.fb.com regulation. Good morning. I'm Reese Tebow with The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202. It's Thursday, September 3rd. James is out, but I'm here again with the day's top headlines. Here are three stories that should be on your radar. First up, my colleagues Lori McGinley and Carolyn Johnson report that a fierce debate has erupted over whether the Food and Drug Administration should use its emergency authority to clear a coronavirus vaccine before it is formally approved. Opponents warn the move could pose safety dangers and inflame anti-vaccination sentiment, but others say it could save thousands of lives by speeding protection from the virus. With concerns growing about the politicization of the FDA, some scientists are demanding the agency forego use of its emergency authority for a vaccine. They worry its very flexibility, which gives FDA officials broad latitude, could make it easier for the White House to pressure the agency into clearing an unproven vaccine before Election Day. Trump's repeated promise to deliver a safe and effective vaccine this year or maybe even sooner, has become central to his re-election campaign, and it has sparked concerns in the scientific community, in particular that the White House could pressure regulators to cut corners. Those concerns come against the backdrop of an accelerating race to develop a coronavirus vaccine as three vaccine makers conduct phase three clinical trials, the last before seeking a green light from regulators. A recent report said the most likely timing for data from one or more of the trials is November. But others say it's possible some results might be available in October if the vaccines prove spectacularly effective and there are enough viral infections in the community to prove the shots are protecting patients who receive them. The CDC has told state and local officials to be ready to distribute a vaccine to healthcare workers and other high-risk groups as early as November 1st, part of an elaborate planning process happening while clinical trials are underway that has spurred anxieties in some quarters. And up next, a story from my colleague Michelle Yee-Hee Lee. Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden's campaign said it raised nearly $365 million in August, a record-breaking monthly fundraising haul. More than $205 million of the August amount came through online donations, the campaign said, a massive monthly sum for any political campaign or group. The campaign drew 1.5 million new donors in August, totaling more than 4 million individual donors. The eye-popping monthly haul underscores the momentum the campaign generated with Biden's announcement of the vice presidential candidate and the Democratic National Convention last month. Senator Kamala Harris, the vice presidential nominee, is a prolific fundraiser whose nomination generated a flurry of donations from her extensive donor network. The previous presidential fundraising record was $202.5 million, a mark set in September 2008 by the Obama campaign. The August total for the Biden campaign, the Democratic National Committee, and affiliated fundraising committees more than doubled the $140 million raised in the previous month. Since May, 
Biden has quickly expanded his big money fundraising capability. Through agreements with the Biden campaign, the Democratic National Committee, and state parties, Biden has continued to increase the cap on the amount of money he can raise from a single donor. Under a new agreement filed this week with the Federal Election Commission, a single donor can now give up to $830,000 to support Biden. The Trump campaign and the Republican Party have not yet released their August figures. And our last story comes to us from reporter Josh Wood in Louisville. The days before America's most famous horse race typically engulf the Kentucky City in a whirl of activity and opulent anticipation. The Kentucky Derby is as much about $1,000 mint juleps and flamboyant hats as it is a horse race. Yet this year, with all the hoopla canceled and fans told to stay home, crowds outside the shuttered gates of Churchill Downs have been protesting instead of partying. No justice, no derby, demonstrators chanted on a sweltering afternoon last week. They draped the racetrack's gilded entrance with a purple banner of Breonna Taylor, the 26-year-old black woman killed by police in her Louisville apartment in March. The protest was strategic, aimed at a marquee event that brings in hundreds of millions of dollars annually. Many black residents consider it an enduring symbol of Louisville's inequalities and segregation. Tensions over the Derby have long existed, but 2020 sharpened that divide. When it appeared that a delayed Derby would still host nearly 23,000 guests, even as the city reeled from Taylor's death and calls continued for charges against the officers involved, activists condemned the race and demanded its cancellation. The race, now set for Saturday, will be run without spectators because of the public health risks amid the coronavirus pandemic. Officials' unprecedented announcement in late August, which described the Derby as a time-honored American tradition, did little to quell the efforts to boycott or disrupt it. And it isn't just that African Americans feel unwelcome at the legendary track. It's that they once dominated the race, only to be sidelined by segregation and have their contributions mostly ignored. In the first Kentucky Derby in 1875, all but two jockeys were black, including winner Oliver Lewis. Over the next 27 years, African American riders would win 14 more times. But eventually, the sport's racist white establishment forced black jockeys out. Between 1921 and 2000, none rode there. Lamont Collins, the founder of Louisville's Roots 101 African American Museum, told the Post, quote, Like too many things in America, what African Americans helped start, we were excluded from once money was made. And that's the truth of the Kentucky Derby. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, September 3rd. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back with you tomorrow. Stay safe. The Daily 202 podcast is brought to you by Facebook. At Facebook, we continue to take steps to better secure our platforms. What's next? We support updated internet regulations to set new standards for data portability, privacy, and elections. Learn more at about.fb.com slash regulation.